Welcome, everyone, to Season 2, Episode 3 of The Spin, our end-of-year reflections on what a year it's been. We'll cover off some of the silver linings that have emerged throughout this crazy year, as well as acknowledging some of the hardships of 2020 as we start to think on what 2021 may bring us. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode three of The Spin. So we thought we'd go a bit retro today and not have a guest. So it's just Kristen and I. That's partly because uh, we've got no friends um, to find a guest, but we thought it would be fun uh, for us to just catch up. Uh, Chris and I haven't actually spoken for a while, so it's nice to catch up and uh, use this as an opportunity of maybe doing a little bit of a review of the year that was 2020, the year that will never be forgotten in the almanac of years. Um, but also use it as an opportunity to maybe think a little bit about what 2021 has to hold. So considering this would be the last one of the year, we thought that would be a good thing for us to do. Sounds about right. And then uh, I was thinking, I was trying to, like, I know when we published the first one, but because this is the third episode of the second season, but this is probably just around the time that we started doing our first episode like a year ago so it's crazy for like a baseline of where we are today versus when we did our first podcast like in my kitchen and we could see each other like holy shit what a different world (laughs) yeah no it is i think by the time we probably get this one launched it will probably be a similar time because we recorded that between christmas and new year i remember making my way up to your humble abode um and uh and yeah it's also interesting i said this to you when we were just catching up a minute ago that i listened to episode one of season one to um kind of just hear a couple of things which we'll get into in this episode and it's interesting just to think how different we sound or not maybe so uh so yeah but it's it's kind of a nice the podcast gives us a nice chance to review what progress we've made as well in 2020 well i think it would be good for us to think about some of the positives will be um maybe a bit tone deaf not to uh, think about some of the negatives as well but I was thinking we should start by thinking about what's gone well for us personally thinking about the positives without making this too um, egocentric and then thinking a little bit about what happened in 2020 and um, some of the positives we've seen in the world but then as we think ahead to 2021 I think it's a case of then thinking well what has gone well and what hasn't gone so well and what's going to change so that would be my sense so as you think about 2020 a year of great change and all that kind of good stuff what's gone well for you Kristen? obviously i mean even use the podcast like we started face to face but then we found a way through that to do it through skype which is kind of how anyone listening to this is hearing it um even the music was kind of in a room and now that's gone virtual as well but that's continued on uh you know the kids were home and that was tough kind of last year and the school year but now they're back they've kind of flexed to it fairly well so The good news or what's gone well, I think, is in spite of all the challenges, a lot of kind of just good has continued on. And if you look for the glass half full, if you will, then you can kind of find your way through things. Much like unprecedented has been said a million times, so has the word resilience. As much as there's been some stuff that hasn't gone great, there's been a lot of just kind of working through it in a different way and finding ways through it. So lots of the good things that I plan to do, they shook out a little bit different, but they still happen kind of in a unique way. and, And I'm okay with it. That's kind of the good side of me, I think. And and maybe the last piece I would say is, I know it was supposed to be the year of Kristen, and I don't think it really was, but uh, I don't think I'm much more up in like in LBs. Like maybe I'm a three or four pounds heavier than I was at the beginning of the year. And considering 
you know, how much sitting around and, and not being active has happened in my life. <laughs> I feel okay about that. So, yeah. Do you feel that you appreciate all of those things that you talked about, you know, be it work, family, kind of more than you would do in a typical year? Yeah, probably. Like, I think um, the negative side of, like, kids being home all the time is, like, they can burn you out. But the good side is I get to spend time with my kids that typically I wouldn't have had before, and I'll probably never get that chance again. Like, I get up and I talk to my kids and I give them some breakfast and I like I walk them to school yesterday like there's stuff like that like I'll never probably get again yeah yeah. uh, unless something changes in my life there's all these kind of like silver linings I guess I think being aware of the silver linings is different than being like can't believe I have to do this it's kind of like this isn't so bad right like as long as kids are in school if I can walk them to school and I'm working from home all the time so I can start work at nine and it doesn't even matter versus you know, the opposite, which is like, I got to be downtown for eight o'clock in the morning so I can get home for dinner. And maybe that my kids will want to talk to me. Like the dynamic has changed and I don't think they recognize as much as I do, but you know, there's benefit that's come. I was just thinking through, you know, really what did happen in 2020. And there was a, an article that we'll put in the, uh, we'll put in the, we'll put in the show notes. <laughs> but if you think about these things, there was the Australian bushfires. There was um, a very important piece of news when Prince Harry and Meghan Markle quit the royal family. Kobe Bryant's death, that awful going on with Harvey Weinstein, Black Lives Matter protests, and then Biden becomes nominee and then subsequently becomes the uh, obviously the president-elect, uh, the Beirut explosion, West Coast wildfires. It's just this kind of litany of things. I don't know whether it's just the Eddie Van Halen died. So yeah, it's just kind of a crazy year. So I think it's, and the news I think is often going to portray all of those kind of negative things. I think if I look at all of those themes in the news, I think the the big thing is the way that all of those kind of layered onto each other. So it was people having to deal with one thing after another. And it's, you know, back to your point around resilience, it's like how much capacity do we have to deal with all of those different things? How much do you think that played into the Black Lives Matter movement? I think the, you know, the Black Black Lives Matter movement and everything they were trying to do, I think a lot of that was to ensure that they were taking obviously a massively tragic situation and ensure that there was enough momentum to continue as much conversations around that as possible. And I think that's why, you know, the NBA, you talked about this before, why NBA were doing what they did. You know, whenever I watch a premiership football game, they still kneel at the beginning of every game. Um, so I think people are trying to do what they can. Interestingly, I was on a, I was facilitating a call today with a bunch of HR leaders, and the question they wanted to talk about is, what are you doing as an organisation around diversity and inclusion? So it does continue, I think, to be a big topic for organisations, but they they were kind of dealing with everything that was going on from a Black Lives Matter perspective and trying to react to that, realise quickly that they they didn't have anywhere near the level of kind of thinking and programs and everything they needed to respond to it people are being employed to go into those sorts of roles to help support so i think you'll see it takes time to build that um you know, the, i guess build some of those capabilities within organizations but i think it's coming which is a good thing i think you kind of you nailed it like the the, the dni focus is kind of permeating everywhere and it's, it's showing up everywhere because it is so important from inclusive leadership right through to just equitable hiring practices that now leaders are just making sure that they are being equitable because they've got unconscious bias that they're not aware of where maybe you know they should have known but they didn't and now they do it's everywhere. Jobs are everywhere in the space. There's just a keen interest for people to be more aware about this stuff. So right. hopefully we do start to see things change because it isn't just a program or a, a letter on a wall. It's actually fundamentally looking at everything you do and make sure that they're equitable and there's removal of things that are systemically going to be kind of used against people without you really thinking about it.
So we've talked about some of the crazy stuff that's happened in the world and obviously a long list that Mark went through. Maybe we should talk about some of the positive things we've seen come about the world. As you reflect on all those things that have happened in the world, I think, as I say, that the news part of it does give a very negative spin on everything. But you mentioned earlier thinking about the the silver linings. So as you think about the the silver linings relating to everything that's happened, I think there are some positives. And this is a unique situation that we've been through in terms of COVID because it's the one situation that everybody has gone through together across the whole world. So I think I certainly saw this phase for a long time. And I think it's still there now where people do pull together. I think perhaps what's has changed is whether people are pulling together at a kind of community society level or, or whether people are increasingly pulling together at more of a family type level, I wonder. I think there's also, I was talking to a client yesterday who's very involved in um, in science and they've certainly seen that science has a lot greater voice than it had before, which they're, you know, this particular organisation is very excited about. So I think that that's good, you know, particularly with two daughters who are in the science field. But I think it's just good that we're giving a lot more credit to that. I think we've obviously, again, that's been through a bit of a, an up and down. But if we think about where we started the year and where we're ending the year, I think science has hopefully got a much stronger um, setting than it did before. And the last one for me, knowing that everything has to be three, is the opportunity that's provided us all to, to kind of just take a bit of a reset, really, and just kind of think about where we're at. And again, I think that's happened at a, a country level, a company level, at a, an individual level. I think many people have taken the opportunity just to think about what they really want and hopefully we'll come out of this better than we went into it. I was kind of reflecting on the question. I do think this idea of recognising that um, when the world stopped... And then it needs to just kind of like limp along kind of by definition what an essential worker was and kind of who were the real heroes to kind of keep us moving. Yeah. I think it was interesting to see that, you know, we need to put some things just to kind of pacify people. And that's right down to like the LCBO for anyone listening who's not in Ontario. If the government would have shut down the liquor store, Canada would have been set on fire going right. through the pandemic. So there's a few things that people don't acknowledge as being the, the grease of the of society that keeps us moving along that are doing important jobs where before people may have thought they were above that. But bringing some kind of awareness to the fact that we have continued on because some people were quite selfless. They were in it for the greater good and they were subjecting themselves to more risk than other people who were able to hunker down. You know, the positive thing I would say is I think those people, they weren't asking for it. They stepped up to bat and their professions, if you will, got a little bit more credibility and respect and not that they shouldn't have had it anyway, but people, I think, feel more proud around more of those everyday jobs than maybe before. And, and I think that's a good thing because it's good to humble people once in a while. And then I think the other um, positive thing, there's lots of organizations that were well on or on the adoption curve of allowing people to work from home and trusting and all that kind of stuff. And then there are other people that, for whatever reason, they just didn't think the business could operate without people being in an office. And you've got people that are doing things that typically were in a suit and in an office and they're doing it from home in their sweatpants and they're just yeah. as effective or maybe more. And so this reckoning with the corporate world that what you thought had to happen, you were forced to deal with it differently and it didn't all implode. Now, there are sacrifices that come along with that, whether it's culture or connection. And I think about even my own relationships, like a lot of the decent relationships I have in my work, I met people face to face and then carried them through into the virtual world. So you got to kind of acknowledge there's a place for kind of face to face interaction. Just think getting back to what would be, in my view, a more natural way of life. You know, being around with your kids, being able to walk them to school, still being able to have a job. Like, you don't have to be in the city to do those things. And uh, I think a lot of people begrudgingly have come around on that. So let's think ahead to 2021 then. 
What do we think are going to be some trends that are going to be showing up differently than maybe they've been in 2020? I think we're going to continue to see um, an increase in mental health issues. I think it's very hard for us as people to sustain the level of stress that we've been under for this period of time. Uh, and, you know, I, I was kind of reflecting on the year overall, and there, there seemed to be this real intense period of adrenaline-driven um, activity from kind of March through to May. People were super busy and everyone's rushing around. It felt like as soon as they could, people tried to take some time off during the, the holidays. They've, they've then come back. And again, we touched on this before, kind of October, November was really busy. I think people are then going to, everyone's looking forward to the holidays, a way of resting again, and then they'll come back in the new year. And it's it's just this cycle of, of kind of real kind of peak of activity and then you know people really trying to rest and I just don't think that's sustainable I just can't we can't keep doing that so that worries me um in terms of how prepared we are to, or how much we recognize that that's going to happen both at an individual level and at a, an organizational level as well I was talking to some people this morning and they were making the point of how many people have hobbies these days mm-hmm. so if you think about the the kind of everyone's saying that we're working so long and we've got all this screen time we're kind of going from our computers to maybe watching Netflix and oh, yeah, that's no, kind of our life it's all kind of yeah. yeah it's like how how why are we doing that to ourselves and we we kind of got all this additional time now because we're not commuting to your point and we're not necessarily don't have time to go to the gym we're not able to go to gyms all that sort of stuff and we we're taking that time and just putting it into me i see many people just putting that into work and then we're kind of creating all of this activity and somebody said yeah how many people have hobbies these days which is kind of i don't know really good thought i thought we'd uh, and you thought people. of me who plays guitar and i yeah. know i know why he plays guitar exactly and that kind of gave me the surge to go and make some christmas decorations <laughs> from hand or to go and <laughs> knit a reindeer or to um paint a picture or something but i've done none of those things and then, you know, I think the other big one is just really thinking about the shift that we taking all of these lessons we've had through COVID and this point around science and thinking about whether that is going to allow us to make a bit of a mark on um, on the climate as we move into 2021 and beyond. So I'm hopeful that that will start to kind of shift a little bit, which will be interesting for our kids and our kids' kids um, as well, because we've done a pretty shit job of that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so hopefully they'll do a better job than we will. So there's, I think there's some big things coming up in 2021. It's going to be interesting to keep us thinking about what topics we get to talk about in our uh, little world here on The Spin. But bringing it back to us, I did take the moment, and you've mentioned this, to, to think about what commitments we made in um, in our first ever episode back in January of this year. And you did talk about the year of Kristen, uh, which is around you maximizing time and make more of an investment in yourself. Uh, And that was around music, podcast and your health. I think you've already suggested that you don't feel as though that necessarily panned out the way you expected. So as you think about next year, do you have any similar thoughts? Is it going to be the year of Kristen 2.0 or? I do think it's it's going to be a build. It's not going to be a replace. So the music will continue, the the health and all that will continue. I, I do think, um, like I enjoy doing this podcasting thing with you and a year ago, we didn't know how to do it. And now we do. And now we're still figuring out what we are, but I think at the at the we did a bit of a reflection after we did ten episodes and we had some ideas around how to make things better and I don't think I've committed to any of them to be honest with you but I do think there's something here and there's a there's 
there's got to be a way to bring more attention to what we're doing in general. And so I've got some ideas around some other stuff not related to the spin, but one of the areas of focus, if you will, which wasn't at the beginning of last year because it was more around just podcasting in general. But now we've lived a year. I don't know if all of my focus will continue to be um, spread across three or four things, but the spin would be one of my main focal points. And then... um, Yeah, like there's some career stuff that I need to get sorted out too in terms of um, I've recently taken on a new role and uh, and that means I need to get sharper on some things that I'm not sharp on, but that can be done, no problem. We can figure it all out. Yeah, the the year of extracurricular activities, I think, is what the year of Kristen was all about and uh, I'm bringing extra focus to that. Hobbies, hobbies, that's right. Yeah. When I listened to that episode, I talked about the need for me to have more focus in 2020 and and maybe I'm letting myself, I I don't feel as though I've had more focus and I think that's because of the pandemic. So launching a business during the pandemic, I think has meant that I've had to um, continue to hustle and be quite flexible in terms of thinking about what work I'm going to do, which has been, you know, I've enjoyed it a lot. It's been great, but I've done a lot of different things rather than necessarily focusing on a few things. And um, so I'm going to bring that back into 2021 as well, just to see whether there is the uh, the opportunity to have a bit more focus. As you say that, like you brought focus to yourself, which allowed you or forced you to try a bunch of different things. So I'm sure it's like innovation. Do you make something brand new or do you iterate on something? You can argue both sides of the coin, but bringing focus to yourself allowed you to do different things. So it's not that I think you didn't have focus. I think you've, you you kind of just like you tried a bunch of stuff and in a in a in a way that you're, helps you figure out who you're going to be. So if anything, you kind of had an accelerated like crash course on redefining what this new world's going to be for you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good way of looking at it. And I think it, you know, I do feel a lot more informed than I was this time last year, sat in your uh, in your kitchen. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's definitely a good thing. Okay, so why don't we move to high low end of the show? Here we go for my highs. Almost raised a thousand bucks for Movember for men's health. Uh, money goes uh, in particular towards men's health issues such as, uh, you know, mental health, suicide, and some lesser kind of recognized or uh, research cancer. Um, so that's kind of my one is contributing to the greater good. My low, uh, I think it's just really just, uh, we're getting into Christmas time. I know you were mentioning uh, earlier your daughter's home from the UK and she's isolating. And so you'll have, get to have what probably feels a bit more like a normal Christmas for you because you're not a huge family in Canada. But um, even though I don't have a huge family in, in Canada, we do have probably quite a bit more than you. And uh, as far as I can tell, Christmas is canceled, give or take. And relationships across the board are kind of suffering and we're not unique to that. Uh, my end of the show, I just wanted to kind of call out a podcast that I listened to this week. Uh, DoorDash, food delivery would have gone public. Airbnb uh, actually went public yesterday. And uh, and so if you're interested in the story about how these companies came to be and kind of the investments and what risks they had to take and maybe some circumstance that worked out well or not, there's a, company, uh, a show called Acquired by these two gentlemen. And they basically just do like anywhere from like an hour to like three hours worth of analysis and insights. And it's like super in-depth and super useful for anyone interested in business. It's more from a storytelling than it is talking about facts and figures, even though that's part of it. So that would be what I'm calling out. Go check out Acquired. How about you? So yeah, I mean, you touched on the high for us, I think is starting to get the kind of immediate family together. So Lucy is back from the UK, which is cool. Um, And then Charlotte, my other daughter is hopefully on her way back uh, once we've got through this period of isolation. Um, and we've got a new puppy, as you know, so um, Matilda, we ended up calling her. Um, so she'll be uh, kind of with us as well. So I'll be surrounded by 
five women. Um, so looking forward to all that. I don't really have a low, to be honest. I think things are pretty good at the moment, so I'm trying not to focus on a low. My end of the show maybe ties in with hobbies. So I went to the library today and I got myself 10 books, which have been on hold. And my plan is to try and get through as many of those as possible over the holidays um, without being a miserable git sat with a beer in hand, eating chocolates, reading books. But I'm curious just to uh, have the opportunity to kind of catch up on some reading because I've been skimming lots of articles and things and I want to just get a bit deeper on a few things. So, yeah, so this will be, um, I'm sure you and I will catch up before the holidays, but this will be our last time that we're talking to our audience in 2020. So wish everybody a wonderful holiday if you've had it already or if you're going to have it. Yeah, just to echo kind of what Mark said, like uh, make the best of the holidays the best you can. Be safe. Um, Thank you for spending your time and years with us and uh, and we look forward to kind of bringing in some more casts uh, bringing some more focus and uh, some continued quality conversation into the new year thanks everybody and there you have it the last episode of 2020 in the books special thanks to you our listeners for helping us spin close out the year with over 1200 downloads as always we thank all of you for your support please do continue to share this podcast with a friend if you think they may be interested or take a minute to leave us a review on apple podcast to show your support stay safe we'll talk to you soon